Welcome to another episode of the Hodlecast. I am Kyle here with... Uh, Pastor Cody, how, how are you doing today? Uh, you're looking good. very... You're not going to see this because it's a podcast, but you're looking very Michigan-esque. I like it. Uh, I mean, I'm White hat. White hat. White jacket. White jacket. Just clean. The, clean. I got to respect the drip for a second. This it is looks, my white party. It is there. really good. It's well, really good. I actually walked in and I was like, wow, that's cool. And we're talking about angels and demons. So, are you trying to like say something? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you wore all light. You have a lot of dark colors. Like I have. Colors. I literally have a cream colored shirt on. Yeah. Don't say I have dark colors. It's technically on. darker than mine. You know what? So you know what that means. You know what? And I'm pretty sure you're wearing some black. So, I uh, am wearing navy blue. That's Thank close, you. Closer than my way light to colors. try and make me yeah. look like the bad guy. Hey, so let's talk about angels and demons. Uh, we're actually talking about demons. We talked about angels already. Well. That's what I was going to say. When you make bad decisions, does a little tiny demon pop up on your shoulder and, and give you bad advice? Is I don't think it's it a works? tiny demon, but I do think there are times when demons do influence you to do bad things. Do you think demons are like regular size or do you think they're miniature? Mm, I don't. Do you think well, angels and demons since are Since a legion of demons can live inside of you and have it a They person, have to be. They, they have, have to, to be, be small. Yeah. I think that the, the invisible realm doesn't work the way you our realm is. they're like bed bugs? I don't think they have like a weight. <laughs> I think they're absent of gravity, so I don't think there's any weight. Oh, snap. I like yeah. that. Yeah, like so there's no, there's, no there's no density. There's no density. There's no mass. They're corporeal? Yeah. They're yeah, okay. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, but I, I think corporeal means that there has to be gravity yeah, to be corporeal. But I don't think there's gravity, so I don't think they're corporeal. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think they're... Yeah, I think it's just... So it's just yeah. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't That's know. A whole thing I'm going to not think about. That. I've never thought about gravity and the invisible realm, but now I'm going to go research it. To be honest with you, I do wonder. I have thought about this. I do wonder if so. Mark and I've talked about this before, and we probably need to talk about this on a podcast because I think I believe that time doesn't exist in a linear fashion. When we talk about the invisible realm, we see time as here to there. And it functions in a, in a line because that's how we experience time. Yeah. So it's based on our perspective of time, right? But what if time is actually not in two dimensions? I think time is a, is a cloverleaf highway exchange. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's deep. Where you can just keep looping and going around looping and looping and looping and looping. Dormammu, I have, <laughs> I, I've come to bargain. <laughs> yeah, it's just like forever. Yeah. You're just stuck in the same loop. Uh, yeah, that I don't think forever. Like, you're that stuck sounds there. like Groundhog think, Day. I think, but you can enter. That sounds like, but you can enter exit wherever you want. And if you want to get back on and go back ahead, you can go, or you can go back. If behind. only, yeah. if only that worked. I actually think it's spherical. I think the way that God perceives time is in a sphere. I don't this. I mean, if from a human concept perspective, because I don't think that God views time in a linear fashion i think god views time in a in a it has to be linear to some degree because there is a beginning and there is an end well here's the deal it doesn't to god though because he's before time he's outside of time he's outside of time so like if you're outside of time i mean like i think the show that has actually done maybe the best job if this is supernatural no 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 i think the show that has actually done the best job of talking about time and the way that time may function is actually loki Loki has done a great oh, job. Loki, it has, it has, it really has. I'm not, I haven't watched it. It's, more it's, than episode it's one, good. The second, so the second, a, the second season is is quite good. But they're well, speaking of demons, horn demons, yeah. Loki. So um, horn demons, Loki. Okay. So yeah. let's let's talk about. We're talking about biblically biblically accurate demons. They're not scary, creepy creatures with, with demon horns, and they don't like 
gnaw on your legs at night. Yeah. Like, they're just fallen angels, which are no different than angels, except they're fallen. Their purpose is to go against God, not for God. Mm-hmm. That's really it. And so, and they work. I don't actually think they look any different. I, I get, I'm get my, here's my thing. I don't think they actually look any different than angels. I don't think you would know the difference if you like saw them other than because God. Yeah. God I says the angels that. when they appear should have light. I think that there's a glow that comes. Like I know this is this is not a, this is not like a biblically accurate thing, but I just feel like if you see an angel from the Lord, it's going to be bright because it always is in scripture. Yeah. I think if you see an angel like a fallen angel, there's never a description where a fallen angel is bright. Lucifer was bright yeah. in heaven, but he's not considered that again. Okay, you want to hear my? I, so I, I think I, there's this yeah. glow, this resonance, whatever. The morning um, star, yeah. Lucifer yeah. is actually the morning star. I have a theory. You ready for this? Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna like this. This is pretty deep. Okay, so think about every time that an angel made uh, themselves aware, you know, basically made themselves visible to humans. What do they say? They said what? Fear not. Fear not. Why? Because they were terrifying looking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Like so. There's the. There are these. And, and beauty. Beauty is used to describe the angels. Like magnificence is used to describe the angels. Yeah. Like their their beauty. Like like we can't even comprehend it. And that's the whole. That's the whole reason. Like they. You know, I can't. Right now that you're saying this, I can't get out this article I read about Goldie Hawn yesterday. What? Out of my head because now she said she saw aliens and they were beautiful and they were like oh, angelic man. beings and I'm like. Those Honestly, are two different statements. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. She said she saw this like 30 years yeah. ago, and, and, yeah. a, and a, she was sleeping in a car yeah. in the parking lot. Like, it's, it's a weird story. Yeah. But I happen to read it. Now I can't Drugs get it head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so. Here, but I do th- here's what I think. I think that that is why when we're told that we have to take captive every thought, I think the deception of demons is that they appear to be angels, and angels and demons are well, indecipherable yeah, yeah. by us as humans. And that's why it's so important for us to be on guard and make sure that we're taking captive every thought because the power that a, the, we're told in Scripture that Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross disarmed Satan and all of his authority, like all of his authority. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that Satan and the dominions of darkness have is to convince us, to deceive us, right? That, like the Bible tells us he came to right. steal, kill, and destroy, right? Well, the only way that he has power to do that is through deception. So when you think about it, Right, you think about it in the modern context, right? I think it translates very well into it's it's hard, it can be very difficult for us as humans to decipher what is what is of the Lord and what is of the devil. Like what is I of don't the think Lord it and what is good. It's very hard often. I think it's pretty easy to understand what's, what's I'm not, good I'm saying what's I'm, of the Lord. let me say this. You but you have to put I think a clarifier. The devil there. masquerades bad things or not necessarily bad things because we know what good and bad are. He masquerades things that are dangerous or tempting in ways that seem good to try to convince us to make decisions that are maybe That's selfish. That's what I'm saying. So but we don't angels, realize they're selfish. Yeah. But here's the deal. If angels and demons, especially in the Old Testament, right, before Jesus' death and resurrection, if angels and demons, okay, looked the same, how would someone who encounters something like that be able to determine whether or not they had an experience with an angel or a demon? The only thing they would be able to know the only thing that they would be able to do would be to juxtapose that experience mm-hmm. with scripture, right? To know whether or not what this what this thing was doing was of the Lord or if it was something else, right? And right. the same is true for us, right? The same is true for us. When we go through things and we're processing through what is right and what is wrong, right? It is important for us to align what is right and what is wrong with scripture because the the ultimate thing that leads us to sin 
is the deception that what we are doing is good. Yeah. Whether it's good for self, whether it's good, I, I can justify, oh, this is good for my family, or I can justify, oh, this is good for me financially, mm-hmm. or I can do, like, think about all the, it, it, that is where I think the, the origin of, of temptation and sin, like, you look at Jesus' temptation, right? There's a reason that the thought that Jesus took captive that thought and, and didn't act, because the deception was, this is good for you. This is like, right? That's the whole point of that. The whole point of the devil's deception of Jesus, the temptation was to get Jesus to worship the devil. Exactly. To, to exalt him as God, which would give him power. I think he believes that would give him power. If if God himself worshiped the devil, I think the devil would get power from him. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but there's got to be a reason he wants to be worshiped as God. But I mean, I do think the parallel, I do think the parallel exists. But when we talk about demons, yeah, I, do, I it's hard for me because like, you look at the biblical biblical accounts of angels, and they are terrifying. So why would we? It think doesn't ever say that about demons, though. Yeah, it actually, never says they're terrifying. It doesn't no. really talk about them. It talks about the role of the hierarchy of them. But it doesn't. I mean, you it Jesus does talk about people who are possessed by yeah, demons but it is not like terror being terrified, being terrifying. They're actually right? they're in terror. They're living in terror. They're not necessarily terrifying others. But the man it's who like, had the legion in him was terrifying to the people. Like he drove people out of his village because he was he was so scary. Think about it. I mean, it's I think more because he was demented. Because yeah. he had a demon. He had lots of demons. He had a legion. Yeah. Legion of demons. Yeah. And like so how many demons can you know we you know we we'll talk How many about demons more. can fit on the head of a penny? Oh, uh, we don't know. <laughs> Probably an infinite number. Yeah. I don't know. I know the phrase is head, know of how a, it works. head of a pin, but yeah. I, it's also how many drops can fit on a penny. So yeah. I just felt like I. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. We don't really, we don't know how it works. All we do know is that demons are real. Um, they're not everywhere all the time. They're not, they're not omnipresent, which means they're not everywhere all the time. They're not omniscient, which means they don't know everything. And they're not omnipotent, which means they're not all powerful. Only, so the only, they only have the power we allow them to have really, or people allow them. Society allows them to have. And so, by resisting them and standing firm for the Lord, you can actually cause the devil and the demons to flee from you. We have power over them. People don't exercise that power because they give in to temptation. And so we know this to be true, and we know that we have a security in Christ where we believe that the followers of Jesus who, who believe and confess that Jesus is Lord cannot be inhabited by demons. And so there's a protection of relationship with the Lord but still can be influenced by those because they influence other people. They're active in the world around us. They influence the culture. They influence the politics. And so we just need to be aware that there is, there is a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't always understand. And I'm, truthfully, I don't understand it all. Like, yeah. I know what the Bible says, and I know that I need to be aware that the invisible realm is real and is active. But I don't think every bad decision we make is because a demon made me do it. Can I say something that you said to me that I really loved? I thought it was really profound. Sure. We don't actually, we're not actually called to understand everything. We're called to live within the bounds of scripture. Yeah. Right? Like we're, we're not. So like these people, there, there's a lot of times we get, I think we have the drive and desire for knowledge and it's actually not a godly thing. I think that we have the drive and desire to, to try and understand things. We're actually not meant to understand. Right? Like, okay. And, and here's The Bible why. says we're supposed to have knowledge and understanding. Of scripture. Yes, of scripture. That's it. Right? Like, and Jesus, when, not when, of he's tempted, realm, when not Satan either. tempts Jesus in the desert, what does he do? He quotes scripture. Well, not Satan. Jesus does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Jesus quotes scripture. Yes. Yeah, his response is scripture. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Jesus quotes scripture. Jesus uses scripture to defeat Satan in a moment of, of 
of weakness becomes triumph because mm-hmm. he uses scripture in his weakness, right? So here's the deal. Uh, Colossians 2.15 says he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. I want to tell you this. This this right. is the coolest analogy I've ever heard about the Roman this. world, yeah. Gonna talk about the Roman no, I'm not. No. no. Okay, so um, there's a pastor who's talking about uh, the authority that demons have in our life, okay? And he go, he said, imagine you're walking down an alley, okay? Okay. You and I are walking down an alley, and a mugger comes and holds us up at gunpoint, puts a gun to our back, and says, give me all your, give me all your money, right? Yep. Okay, what does he have? Over, he has power over you right in that moment, right? He has the yeah. power over you because he has a weapon. He has... Right. Yeah. Well, the scripture says he's disarmed the rulers and authorities. So imagine that same scenario, right? You're in this, and you see you see somebody come over, a hero, come over and disarm, take away the gun from that mugger, right? Mm-hmm. In that moment, the mugger has to make a decision, right? He can either run away yeah. or he can take his hand, and he can turn it and make it into the shape of a gun and hold it to your back and convince you that it's real. That's the only authority, yeah. the only power. But that, there are some people who allow the enemy yes. to do that. So right, because of yeah. fear, because of because of deceptions, because of not being not knowing the truth of scripture, yeah. right? Because they don't know the truth of what happened, right? And so like I love that analogy because when you think about it, it's like that takes all the teeth out of the argument that that the devil made me do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, the devil didn't make you do it. The devil convinced you and you went along with it. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Like I remember as a kid, I used to say, the devil made me do it. No, you made the decision. You did it. You now have to live with the consequences and make better choices the next time. Right. And that's that, I think, is the most powerful thing for us as followers of Christ when it comes to demons and angels and so on and so forth is if we're committed to knowing Scripture and combating evil, sin, and deception in our life with Scripture, then we'll be in a much better place. Yeah, and people can listen to... The sermon directly. I mean, yep. we directly talk about what the Bible says, what doesn't, not what culture defines it as, but what's the Bible say. We were pretty clear about the hierarchy, the goal of demons, the goal of Satan, yep. and it's all in the message. And we're going to put that in the podcast as, a, as an episode so you can listen to the, the podcast about demons. We talked about two weeks, explicitly talked about demons, yep. which are fallen angels. And then we talked about the devil and his role the week later. We talked about angels twice. So we'll put all those in here so people can hear it straight from God's word because that's where we got to go. Not in movies, not TV shows. It's it's Halloween season, right? Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of nonsense about fallen angels, but none of it's true. What's true is God's word. And so we got to stick with that. So if you haven't listened to that now, go listen to it. I will say one last thing. Um, this has been like coming up all over my feed since, you know, I've been doing Demons and Angels. And it's one of the questions like scholar, and I don't want to say scholars, but Christians are asking on social media. Are all these UFO sightings just temptations of the enemy to pull us away? Is this the is this the scheme of the devil to because they can't prove it right? They haven't proved anything. It's just another fleece the devil's putting out there to keep people's eyes focused on the wrong thing and not the right thing. That's I don't know, but I think we should. Do for to I think we should do an entire podcast where we talk about all the crazy theories. Maybe we we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Hottocast. Tune in afterwards, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and Google Play for more. And take a listen to this sermon from Pastor Kyle on Angels and Demons.